Good evening. It's Trey Heath with the Beyond the Curve MX Podcast. This is Episode 8. My co-host, Pee-wee Dad, Fabrication Extraordinaire, Derek Schaefer. How the heck are you doing tonight, Derek? Pretty good night. What What did you do today? Visited Lowry Park Zoo. Yeah, man. We're, we're from the Florida area, for those that don't know. Uh, we're from Central Florida, and Derek had a chance to take his kids to Lowry Park Zoo on a school field trip. Yep. It was uh, exciting, I, I guess you can say, but they've changed around quite a bit. But yeah, it was a pretty good day, relaxing day for once. I asked Bowen what his favorite animal was, and he told me monkey. Because so, one day we're going to have a monkey here at the house. Okay, well he that's, that's the goal. He liked the monkey. So um, I'm just coming from. Uh, I'm a, I'm a member of Rotary on the Ridge. It's we have three Rotary clubs in Lake Wales. We have a breakfast, a lunch, and a. We are kind of the fun evening club. And tonight we had a mixer introducing new members, trying to get new members to come and join us. And we had a taco bar with mojitos and margaritas. And, throw a little kink in all that, it was a western theme. So I've got my darn hat on, darn cattle company. I've got my H&W stables. But I'm wearing my skate shorts and my skate shoes because you can only do a little, you know, sometimes the cowboys got to take a break. That's and, right. And I am all hat, no cattle. I have horses, but I have no cattle. So, um, busy, busy weekend. I've got some race news. Uh, not much on the amateur scene unless you've got some stuff. But boy, oh boy, did the Music City fire us off at Nashville for round 15. And change the whole layout Ooh, of everything. Man. And I'm going to say, we're going to start off. We're always going to give our opinion because at this point, no one cares. Yeah. And we can do that. I don't like daytime supercrosses. No. I just don't like it. No, it even it, it killed the track too. Yeah. I mean the the beating down sun and no moisture in the air and that track turned into pavement. Now the only thing I will say is I appreciate that there's diversity in the schedule because we've had mutters, we've had slick tracks, we've had dry tracks, we've had you know, uh, loamy tracks, we've had hard pack, we've had two day races, we've had it, you have to have a really good overall riding style to win. So mm-hmm. that part of it, and we've only had two day races, so mm-hmm. I can't really complain, but I don't like them. No. I don't like them. It's not the same feel. But as we always do, we're going to start with Pro Supercross. It was Nashville. The city is amazing. Privateers were complaining about hotel rooms and how much they cost, but those same privateers were also talking about how much fun they were having in the city while they were there. Mm-hmm. So, you know... It comes with the territory. So, let's start off. Derek, you are the guru of watching, so start us off. Well, first there, I want to talk about the the little segment that they did on Star Buying the Goat Farm. I don't know if you got the chance to watch that, but that was was an awesome segment and what they turned that place into. Uh, So, Star Racing Yamaha bought Ricky Carmichael's pretty much motocross complex from his racing days, and they've turned it into the Star the star race headquarters at this point in right in um georgia yeah and um some say cairo some say cairo yeah that's i don't even say it i just say georgia (laughs) but um it was uh it's awesome what they've done to that place and it's got to be pretty emotional for ricky you know actually watching that video it seemed like it he was appreciative 
Yeah. That I'm sure mom and dad cashed out, and I'm sure Ricky but cashed it, it's out. It's better that some developer didn't come yeah. in and level the place. It's still yeah. sacred ground for for what built him. And, and the little cabin's still there. Yeah. I mean, and everything like I mean, the they they kept the track tracks in the same spot just yeah. to you know for the memorabilia part of it, and I think that's awesome. And um, I I dig what that star team's doing, and the the amount of bikes that were in that that shop though is just. Oof mind-blowing that's nuts but yeah well, that, was, that was a cool segment that was, i think that's one of the better segments we've seen this year on on and how about the fact bubba was back I, my first note was ricky and bubba again in the in the booth how about the fact that the science of supercross this week i was like was at the stewart compound wait jeremy mcgrath was 15 minutes from my house mm-hmm. and i totally forgot that he went to bubba's house to do the podcast yeah and I'm sure they did that Science of Supercross there. I would imagine. But how cool is that to have one of the best whoop riders there was? Him, Reed, yeah. Wyndham, like those, they're, they're, Craig. We think of how many of these guys have been to the Stewart yeah. compound that are 15 minutes from our house. Yeah. At, you know, any given point, th- those guys are up there. But it was, it was awesome. So I, I feel like that segment on Carmichael, Bubba being in the Science of Supercross, which, by the way, I know people hate those. I, it's an advertisement for Kawasaki. Yeah. But guess what? I love the sport, and I thoroughly enjoy those Science of Supercross episodes. Mm-hmm. They're really good. If you actually are training or learning to ride, they're, I think they would yeah. be rather helpful. Well, I did mean, you know that Jeff Fox was a physics doctorate and mm-hmm. he started Fox? I mean, I didn't know that. That's, mm-hmm. that's damn cool. Like. Yeah. This dude's telling us about whips and the physics behind it. And I'm like, wait, he has his doctor. He started a clothing company. Yeah. And he's got a doctorate. Like, that's cool. Like, I think he made the right move, though. Yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but I, I've enjoyed those. And, and people complain about the advertisements. Well, guess what? Watch any sport. I don't care if you're watching soccer. I know Europe, they don't show advertisements. But Formula One, they don't show advertisements either. But guess what? They pay a lot of money for those, and there's mm-hmm. advertisements all throughout the broadcast. Yeah. So whether we're getting it in a segment or we're getting an ad, we're going to get advertisements. That's how it's paid for. So, yep. But no, I, I, got no, I got no problem with that. But yes, to start off, good segments. Um, don't like daytime races. Go ahead because my, my notes for this race are sparse only because, well, let's just – it just wasn't I'm not, much. I'm not real in depth, but uh, we'll, we'll kick off the day um, as as we go down through this. The whole championship has now changed. Um, we've lost we've lost uh, Barsha for the rest of the season now with a broken collarbone. We've lost Webb with a concussion for the rest of the season, which totally changed. I mean, at this point, I don't see Tomac going down enough to let Sexton take it. Not not he won't he won't finish outside the top 5. No. But I don't I don't yeah, I, I don't see him losing the championship at all. And it will I will get into it during the main, but you know, he's he's riding conservative. Yeah. He's bigger picture. Um but yeah, 250 heat one. Um the big thing the the two Star Yamaha boys, uh Deegan and Smith take one and two. Back at it again. Yeah. <laughs> Vial doubling on the red cross. Locks he, that kid was riding pretty well too, yeah. and I don't know why that is just a dumb mistake. I mean Sexton's done it. 
may I, may I ask a question? Because yeah. Michelle, we were watching it last night, um, and Michelle says, "What do you see when you're out there? Like when you're racing, what do you see?" And I'm like, "Well, one, you got adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Two, you might see it, but it doesn't. Re- you're asking someone that's we drop this gate, we wave a green flag when you go over the finish line." You better give me everything you have. And then all of a sudden, someone throws this Swiss flag. But my, my thing is with, with what he did is he rolled the first two, then doubled out. Yeah. So you got to double the or roll the whole section. So I don't know if I don't know what he was thinking that because you he clearly seen it, he clearly rolled, and then he doubled out. Yeah. I don't know if it just you know, muscle memory took over, which is very possible. I've, I've been there, done that. You just you don't. You see it, and once once that's out of your sight, you're looking forward, and then you just I don't I don't know I I wasn't there to see it. I mean I was I guess I wasn't in those in the helmet, but and that's what Michelle was asking. She's like, it seems so obvious when we're watching, but it must be something in the brain because we've seen it now twice this year. We saw it last year. There's these these moments of. Oh, I know better, but yeah, you're just racing forward. I mean, yeah, that's that's the best conclusion that I can come to. It's I've done things that are stupid, and you think you look back, and or if you watch a video of it, or you're like, why the hell would you ever do that? And, and a little but, foreshadowing, they were probably upset with him, but it didn't really affect him going into the main two spots. So yeah, well, I mean, a it couple wasn't... couple gate picks. He ended up being the least of their concerns. Yeah, as we get and further it, along, he still qualified. He went through. I mean, it, it wasn't a big deal, but they, yeah. they made it a big deal. It is a, a, a rule breaker, but yeah. um, and it was a, it really didn't matter. Yeah. But you know, they they got to shine the light on it. And um, a nice ride for uh, Blos coming in at third. That's was a pretty good ride out of him too. And um, that's really all I got for Heat One. It was nothing. Nothing spectacular unless you got anything. Did Deegan, at the very last corner, did Deegan, was he just trying to, like, leave a message? Because he wasn't going to get to Jordan. Mm-hmm. Great. Hey, by the way, great heat for Jordan. Um, they pushed each other, and Jordan held up to the pressure for that six minutes plus one lap. Yeah. We'll get into Jordan in the main. But Jordan in the heat sustained the pressure from his teammate. And was that just a, I'm going to put a little pressure, like I want to show that I'm trying real hard, Deegan coming in the last corner? <clears throat> Deegan's been doing that a lot. I mean, he, he does that. It doesn't matter who he's racing, who he's with. He just tries to shove his way in everywhere that he can. I don't know if that's just his riding style. But, yeah, he, he just, it's like he over pushes at times. And I don't, I don't know. I think it's just Deegan being Deegan. Yeah. Um, I think he's just trying to make a name for himself. He's already got a name, but I don't. But maybe it, se- it seems like all the racing that he does is push and shove, or you know, he'll he'll slingshot out of a straightaway into a turn that he knows he's not going to pass on, but he still tries to sh- shove his bike in there. And I don't know; it's it's hard to tell. He's a seventeen-year-old kid. That's <laughs> and I wonder. You said he's trying to make a name for himself, and he already has a name for himself. I wonder if he is seventeen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be eighteen soon. I wonder if he is trying to make a name for himself because instead of a, a dig and he wants to be yeah and I own. and I wonder I wonder if that's just like hey I'm gonna we don't know we all we're just speculating and throwing things out but 
let's go ahead and hit heat two because all I have <laughs> for the, the heats, I kind of had notes in my head, but really all I wrote, and it's apparent, Jordan and Deegan were up front. We're going to go to heat two. All I wrote was more of the same because yeah, we go yeah. to heat two and what happened in heat two? I mean, we got Max Anstey came out with a boost of confidence. You could tell off the gate, he just shot out of there. And I, I seen that coming. I, I think that's what he needed. He's a talented rider as it mm-hmm. is, but that, that win, I think gave him a, a massive boost. And, um, I was happy to see him jump off the gate like that. Obviously Hunter took him, but Max didn't let up. I mean, he was, he stayed on him within like two seconds the whole time. So, it was a really good ride. That's all I've really got for that heat. Uh, those two um, pretty much made the whole race. Where did Shimoda think he was going to go in that corner? All that, I don't know. Because, like, Ansi's on the inside. <laughs> yeah. I'd... And Shimoda hit that donut block that they mm-hmm. have. I don't know what that is, but... Just shot forward. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, you, you're out of real estate, and I just... I, I don't know if he's just trying to make a, a comeback. Maybe he's seen something we couldn't see. It, it's camera angles. But uh, maybe there was a tight enough spot and they, they they moved over just a little bit and we didn't see it. But I I don't know where he planned on going. If it the angle that we seen was the angle that he was seeing and that, that the only outcome was the outcome that happened. So I have two things. One of them moto-related. One not related to that heat. One I'll say related. What was... Oh no, never mind. No, that's right. No, it's not right. <laughs> I was. I'll get to that in the four fifties. Um, so it's not motor related. Sorry, I, my notes in the wrong spot. I was sitting there watching the heat, and you had Hunter Lawrence, you had uh, Ansi, you had Shimoda, and they they show all of them. Mm-hmm. You have no idea. Looking at Shimoda when he's sitting on the line, that he's a Japanese dude. Hmm. What, you literally cannot tell that he is Japanese. You cannot tell that Anstey's this buff dude with blonde hair. You can't tell, like, you really can't tell who these guys are. One, that's a bad thing. But two, the diversification of what these riders are when they take their helmets off. Yeah, it's mind-blowing. You can either like the human... Or you can just like the rider, and it can be two separate things. Yeah. Because you cannot see who they are. I, and for some reason, the, last night, I noticed it. The only thing that you can tell on these riders is the big dudes. Like the, the tall, yeah, the guys that tower over the bikes. And those guys struggle in motocross. I mean, there's still some tall guys that are good. Yeah. I mean, Weston Pike, of all people, he was a big dude. Benny Bloss. Yeah, Benny Bloss. He's still out there, but... You you watch some of these taller riders and they just look awkward on the bike. They yeah. their their bike movements have to be so subtle because they shift too much weight. And I mean Sexton deals with a lot of that. He's taller, and any little bit of you know an inch forward to him versus an inch forward to like a Ricky Carmichael or above a Stewart is yeah. is massive. And that's and like I, I think we talked in a couple podcasts back that I think that's what a lot of his issue is is. Those movements is he, he'll push himself too far forward, and then all his weight's on the front because he's just so tall. There's so much upper weight, you know. So he's like top heavy, so he leans forward, and the bike, the you know, the bike goes with him. Where yeah. these these taller guys, you can or these shorter guys, I'm not, I'm pretty average height, but I'm smaller, a smaller guy. 
my movements don't matter as much as a guy that's got a taller stature than me. So, um, yeah, that's that's the only difference that I can see on a bike. That's that's a, my wife Brianna will be like, I I, don't, I can't even tell who's who. Yeah, if you can't, especially in the mud race, like the mud race, I could tell. I've been watching it so long. I mean, you know these guys so well that I can tell who's who. But she she gets to the point where I she's like, I don't know who's who's who. I'm like, yeah. you can't. And until they take that helmet off, or you know the number, or you know the bike, or because we'll watch I'll watch race day live or whatever. You can tell what bike they're running, and you know so on and so forth. But these guys that don't watch it all the time, or guys and girls that don't watch it all the time, you you really have no idea. And I have and I have a an additional comment on that when we get into the LCQ because I honestly thought there was a girl in the race. These guys in their long hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And right. it was blonde, it was blonde locks mm-hmm. up flowing. But so two fifties, nothing major. Jordan Smith wins a heat. Hunter wins a heat, which pretty much solidifies him for the championship. Deegan finishes second. Ansi finishes second. Shimoda rally. I think he ended up getting third and his blows. So like the heats just were kind of what we expect. Yeah. So we danced to 450. What do we got in 450? 450 heat one turned into a show. Ooh. And it all, the biggest show to me, a lot of people I guarantee didn't notice this, but the show to me was before Web Wrecked. Okay? So we jump off the gate. You know, Tomac comes out there. Web smacks Tomac. And I don't know if, if, if you noticed this or if anybody else noticed this, Tomac took the entire whoop section staring at Web. I didn't. I didn't notice it. You need to go back and watch it. And I, I noticed that the entire time live. I'm like, are you kidding me? So it Web or Tomac goes through that entire whip section, and he is staring right at Web from hitting him. And Which, by the way, how about Web? Like just destroying those. That's not Web's forte. No. And he and, went through there like a yeah ball. Like we fight. like we talked before this. Um, Okay, so we, we get through the whoops, and the, the next turn is where he washes his front end out. And then AC comes up and plows him in the back of the head, which it was a nasty hit. I thought he, I figured he broke his neck. Um, a lot of these guys don't wear neck braces. I don't, I preferably like neck braces. They've saved, they saved my, they I'm still walking because of a neck brace um, back in 2013. But I, I haven't worn one recently. But anyway, that doesn't matter. Um, I thought because of the neck brace, he snapped. He snapped forward so hard. I figured he at least snapped a vertebrae, but I'm I'm glad to see he only came out with a concussion. But I think Webb was pushing too hard, way too hard. I don't know if he was just fired up because he Webb doesn't do whoops like that. Yeah. Webb doesn't hit Tomac because he knows that's not a smart idea. And then for him to push so hard and then wash his front end out like that, you could tell he was. The limits were way exceeded. Well, I want to. I, I think wanna, I want to jump on that for a second because watching it, just watching multiple times through the whoops all night heats. There were guys that I told I told Michelle I said I'm someone's gonna nose wheelie into these whoops because they're clipping, they're clipping, and they're not getting the back tire down. Yeah, and you noticed someone was it Ansi Ansi did it. That's where Hunter got him. The top of the whoops. Yeah. Well, Ansi he doubled into it and then got on top of them. Yeah. Which was which was really cool, but Hunter got him because of it. Um, I don't know that he meant to do that, but those whoops were more supercross whoops to me. Like they were fast. They were. 
Yeah. They were a lot. I think they were half the size of the the typical whoops that we've seen this year, which is good. But if they were clipping the end, getting into that corner and stopping, yeah, you could go up to the top. The problem was if you got too high, it was powdery. Yeah. Well, what happened to Cooper? He got up top, and he just washed the front end. Yeah. And we're all thinking, okay, he fell. Dude, poor AC. I mean, you poor know, AC. Yeah, you know he felt bad. Because he hit him in the back, and he just railroaded his head. It's not his fault at no. all. There was nowhere he could have went coming out of that turn, no. period. There, he, Any correction, he would have hit somebody else. So he might have saved Webb, but he would have ended up on the ground, and the, the poor kid just came back. I mean. I hit one of my friends racing one time in the woods at, at the start. Mm-hmm. It's devastating. It's devastating, and we weren't going that fast. Yeah, I've been run over. I've been hit, and, and it, it, like when you hit somebody that you know, and these guys know one another. Yeah. When you hit somebody you know, you're like, oh, yeah. Man. But I will say, AC just kept plowing away, and he he, yeah. Great, great heat race. For it's him. a racing incident. Yeah. I and mean, you, you're not gonna walk away from these things scotch free all the time. There's just you're in the wrong sport. If that's what you think. If you think you're going to go out there every single race, amateur, pro, it doesn't matter. Practice, yeah. it, you're going to get hurt, period. There's, I don't think there's anybody that has been in the sport that's never been hurt. At, to some extent, how, you know, minor, major, it's it's inevitable. So, But Eli did what Eli needed to do. Goes yeah. out, gets another heat win. And Tomac did Tomac things. I mean, he was cruising. Yeah, and you know what's funny is, if you really pay attention to his interview, there was there was something distracting him. I don't know if he was concerned, like, what happened to, to Cooper. Because all he saw was the fall. Yeah. He did not see AC hit him. But it's got to be somewhat concerning when you come around for over half the race and the dude's still there. Yeah, I mean, you know the guy, but I don't... I think they butt heads pretty hard. But what... what he just looked distracted, and like he's usually kind of. Da, 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 da. Yeah. He seemed distracted. I agree. In that interview, and I was like, "Huh? Does he know something happened? Did he know?" Yeah. But I, I think at this point, he also probably gave him a little bit of relief. Hey, it's one point five million dollars if he rides this thing exactly. out. Exactly. I mean, so he's now really got no pressure. Yeah. I mean, he can just and in the main, that's what he he did and we'll get to that yeah. but yeah I th- distraction I don't know but I, I I know for certain that I guarantee there's relief there and you could you could almost tell in that interview that he's just it's not like he's gonna ever gonna say that he's gonna yeah. say you know well, you know, and I can just cruise I'm I'm, I'm scotch free at this point for the most part but I think deep down there's a there's a big sigh of relief there's a weight off his shoulders because of that but. so I have I have to ask was this the moto was this the heat race we're, I'm about to say, what the hell was Josh Cartwright thinking? Again? Was this this moto or was it Heat 2? I can't remember. But, but we'll, we'll, we'll touch it now. Yeah. Dude, you've got to have a little... I understand you're a full-time employee. You're racing this. You're having the time of your life. You're actually having probably your best season ever. Mm-hmm. Was he planning on setting the guy up? Did he not want to get taken out? What? You let the dude pass and then all of a sudden you make a run for the border and... It's too late. Then he throws he throws his neck up in the air. Yeah. But he did that. Was that last week that he did it? He remember he let yeah, yeah. he let. Uh, it doesn't matter. Whoever he let by, yeah. I can't even remember at this point. But he gave up a transfer position because he just. I don't. I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know if he's worn out, like you said. 
I know you got a full time job, but you are making moves, and, and you probably made more mains than you ever made, so you're probably tired. Yeah, but you, this got to be exciting. Like, why are you just letting him go at this I mean, point? You're just thank goodness he got his head screwed back on and did something yeah. in the LCQ. But, but it's like, man, like, what are you doing? And I mean, Cartwright, if you'd ever like to come talk to us and tell us just what you're doing, yeah. we would uh, we would appreciate it. I know you're a busy guy, but man, I don't I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I was like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, pardon, what are we doing? Like, what's yeah. happening here? And that was for ninth, and it was like, the dude's like, yeah, I'll take it. I'll go around the outside and yeah. pass you and take it. Sure, right away with it. I don't know it. It's not the first time this has happened, and that's not the cart right at the beginning of the season that was just going for it. So, all right. So, what about four fifty heat two? Oh, Roxon and Barsha were fired up right out of the gate. Um, I like I I figured that would happen too. Um, those guys are both looking on fire. Well, but, they're bat- they're battling for. I know it's not big, but they're battling for fourth and points. Were were I guess they'll be third now. Yeah. Well, yeah, I Roxon guess... should jump up to third in this, yeah. at this point because Cooper is, Cooper's going to be done. Yeah, which is good for Roxon. Yeah. Um, and Barsha's done, so I think uh, I think that's cool for Progressive Suzuki, and you know, for for his move out of Honda, it's pretty good run for this year. But um, we've never, like we said we, last week, we've never seen Roxon at this this stage of the game still pushing, and it seems like he's having fun. Yeah, he's not. It, I know. The previous years, he's been sick, and you know, last year he dropped out of Supercross early, and it just—it's hard on you, I guess. But it, Roxon has—it's been years since he's actually pushed like this, and it, it doesn't—it's not like he's even pushing. He just—he looks comfortable. He looks like he's at home again. He—he's doing Roxon things like he did when he came over here, and it's nice to see. It was nice to see Barsha, you know. Barsha usually lets off like mid season two. He's always a he's always an upper, you know, top top eight, you know, usually around the top five rider almost every time. But this year he's just he's pushing. He's not just out there riding. Is Barsha a Scott guy or an Oakley guy? I don't know. I what think, what the hell are those sunglasses? Those are I mean that's that's the thing. I Oakley makes those. I mean they all make them at this point, yeah. but I think Oakley started that. But I I see, I see those things all the time, and I actually get I get like um, advertisements for those specific glasses, and I'm like, no, that, those ain't going on my head. And I can't remember. I can't remember. I know. I know for a long time, Barsha was a Scott guy, but I can't remember. I know. I know. I know. Tomac is an Oakley guy, and some of the stuff they put him in, like, dude, your goggles are awesome. Yeah. I am, not, and they make really nice sunglasses. Mm-hmm. What is up with those styles? That's a that's a bar. I think Barsha made those things famous though, because he's he's always been into that. I, all their style is strange. Yeah, but it's not for me. I'd never wear pants that. Well, I got a belly, but I'd never wear pants that tight. I I can't. I, <laughs> I, I I'll be pulling a sexton all the time, yanking that thing up, and I if you watch sexton rearrange himself six times before he starts moving I was thinking about I also was thinking about that because I was watching a dude someone on the line and they were showing like the main guy and then you look to the left and there's a two two digit guy I don't know the number and I'm like and he's like doing all this stuff and I'm like dude what do us amateur guys look like on the line because you know we're even more nervous because my my strangest thing 
So you watch all these guys on the line. It's why Hunter does the. He bangs his elbows every on the gate every time. I don't. I can't figure that one out. A lot of these guys will get hyped, you know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Hunter will always every time he he bangs his elbows. Was I don't. It, I don't know. Was it Vince Freeze who did the lock to lock? He would do like the lock to lock thing, and then they all have something. Yeah. I mean, I usually, I usually just like loosen up, just because I I, I don't. I don't think that I ever done anything crazy like that that I can. I, I've screamed a few times just because. But if you're watching a if you're watching a supercross or a motocross, just when they pan across the line and they do those close up shots, just watch them. Watch what the dudes do. Just watch all of it's them. It's like a disco party. <laughs> well, it's like a disco party or one of those uh, kids where they put the pills in the bowl party and you have no idea what you're taking. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what that looks like. Yeah. Is, there, there are contortions going and on. There are movements. There, there's and the the one that gets me the best. And and I'm an economical racer. They pull tear off. I'm like, you haven't moved. They they gave you a new set of goggles when you came in from the sight lap, and now you're pulling a tear off. I'm like, dude, those things are expensive. Why are you why are you pulling a tear off? Care. Tomac's the worst for that. If you watch Tomac, he'll pull his mechanical pulls goggles out of his bag. Look at them. Hand them to Tomac. Tomac will look at look at them inside and out, and then he'll take the first tear off off. He'll look at it again. He usually rips like four or five more, <laughs> and then he's good to go. Like you, that little piece of dust isn't going to hurt anything. And I guarantee you that those things are scotch clean. Like, and, and the funny thing is, guess what? If you only want seven instead of fourteen, just tell them I only want seven. Yeah, they'll put seven on. Yeah, and I'm guessing Oakley. Because usually the laminate's coming in a pack of seven, and then you can... I've heard of guys using 21. Tear I don't know how you can fit that many on your goggles. On the laminates, though, they can get them pretty good, because mm-hmm. they're pretty tight. I've put five on, not laminate, five. It's too it's And it's it, starts too getting, it starts getting wavy. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, okay. I, I, mean, use, I use roll-offs now, but, but... But they have the best of the best. Yeah, yeah. And, but know. they're tearing tear-offs... Sitting on the line, and I'm like, and then they'll come across the line, especially if they, they win. They come across the line, they finish, they pull a tear off, and then they go to the line with a completely different set of goggles. I'm like, why? You're done. Why are we pulling a yeah, tear pull off now? Off. Like, just, pull them off. Like, dude. I don't know. If you've ever been to a Supercross race in person, there's tear offs everywhere. Yeah. It's, if, if the wind picks up in an outside race like Daytona, you're getting tear offs. I mean, if you want to take tear offs home, just go to an outdoor race because you're going to take as many home as you want. But it's it's the it just cracks me up. And all this started just like looking at contortions of what riders do. And yeah. we did we we went through did we go through heat two? We yet? haven't hit. We we started it. <laughs> heat two. But yeah. So Benny blows or Benny Bloss took a a hard hit. Um, Anderson gets cross rotted. Dude, takes he, a hard hit. He crashed before he ever crashed. Yeah, he that cross rut was gnarly. Woo. That was a uh, I see you could see that coming a mile away. It's he, his landing and right when he went to take off, you could tell that either he's going to totally yank himself to the side and try to balance his bike back out and you could see like I said you could see it before he even took off. I thought he was going to take off and just like completely just jump off the track. Well, yeah, so I was waiting to see the bike go into the stands. I, I he made out better than I thought he would. Yeah. I mean, the, but I think, like they said, most of his injury, the the pain was from a practice crash. Yeah. 
So Which was a nasty crash. Yeah. There was a lot of crashes on this track. It was very technical. A very technical, very tight. It was like, did, it's like a one-lane track. How did you feel about the four 90-degree corners? It looked like Indy on the outside. Like it, yeah, was, it was It was an oval track yeah. on the outside. I, I don't know. It was. You can only fit so much in there, but could they have changed it? Probably. But I think they made up for it in all the rhythm sections. Yeah. And there, were, there wasn't a part of this track that was... It definitely was no um savannah no you know um so i think that they that, like i said they made up for it in the rhythm sections but i don't, I don't know what they're thinking the dartworks crew does pretty good i i think the last there's been a couple tracks this year that they've kind of but i also think sometimes you know what they build what they build you got to adjust you got to figure like they were talking about how it's kind of going to funnel down ricky and james it's going to funnel down to one lane and there were guys shooting to outsides. There were, you got to figure it out. This yeah. track even had a long lap time, and they got way up into the lappers in the heats and the mains. Yeah. Um, while we're talking about privateers kind of struggling and succeeding, Benny had his big crash. What about Justin Hill? Yeah, and I, I have the Hill brothers on here. I mean, we'll we'll definitely cover them later. But yeah. that they're they're putting in some awesome rides. Yeah, and I'm, I'm happy to see it. For guys that you thought were done, I mean, they've always been there, but they're not what they were. But they're becoming what they were again, and it, I, I really, really enjoy watching those two ride. I don't think they get they they do get the presence, but not like they used to. I think I don't think they're getting enough. Uh, these guys are in their thirties, yeah, and they're still out there, top tens. And like I said, we'll get into that here in a little bit, but. Um, I'm I'm happy to see it. I love the Hill Brothers. They're they're really good guys, and it, it makes me happy to see guys that are upper age like me for for this sport. They're still out there grinding. So well, we've waddled our way through the heats up with some with some diversions along the way. It happens. Two fifty LCQs, dude. I will tell you, I have never seen an announcer so excited to call a two fifty LCQ as James was. Oh, because yeah. of the dude's hair flowing out the back, yeah. and was that Hoffman or Car- Ho- Hoffman got his first? Okay, who first was the guy Maine. Hoffman. No, Hoffman's hairs are long. But Hoffman didn't get in. Hoffman okay, was, then it was. I don't think Cartwright's hair is not long. No, no, it was Cartwright's four fifty. But whoever was oh, yeah, in yeah, front yeah. of yeah. Hoffman. For some reason, I'm thinking we're talking four fifty. Hoffman, yeah. it was right behind him. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Um. I thought he. I have the name in my head, and I can't. I, I was can't like, spit it out. I, I know like, who he is. Holy cow! Because he's he wasn't a big guy. He, he and I was like, man, I cannot believe they haven't talked about this this woman in the 250 LCQ that's like on the verge of qualifying. Yeah. And all you see is Hoffman, and I'm like, dude, this is a mate. Like, this is a. And then Bubba got into it, and Bubba was pumped for this LCQ, and. Listening to them talking, it, it is, it's funny. You either make that top four, or you sit in the rider section and watch the, the main. Yeah. And they talked about how, getting back on the highway and heading mm-hmm. to the next race. But all those guys, they're going to watch it. They're, they're going to hang out. They're going to yeah, watch. they're not they're going gonna, anywhere. They're, they're, gonna pack they're, they're at least going to be packing up. They'll be there the whole time. I mean. But how, about, how, how cool is it, the excitement? They didn't really show first, second, third. That dude that qualified for his first main ever. It's exciting. You know, and it's like wow. Those are the guys that we like to highlight here. Like that's that's kind of what stemmed this. That's what, as we get in later, we'll, we'll get into more of the amateur stuff, like we we planned yeah. on. But 
that's the kind of stuff that excites me. They everybody talks about the the big pros, but nobody gives the recognition to these guys that yeah, his night was made just making that main. Yeah. I mean, his he's still smiling about it. I don't even know where he finished in the main. I don't know. I didn't even pay attention. Because it doesn't matter because he made it in. Yeah. And he's pumped. He's there. I mean, yeah. to make your first ever show, you know. And this is your time to shine. I mean, for his, historical purposes, Supercross, as the season goes on, guys kind of, the the top guys get hurt, or some of the bottom guys get hurt, and some of the guys that don't get the opportunity, this is their opportunity to show, like, I can do this. Or the guys that just, they just don't have the experience. So now as they're, they're gaining this these gate times, you know, mm-hmm. these starts, and just getting Supercross ride time under their belt, they they progress as the year goes, and it's awesome. I think the last five races are always the best yeah. because either, I mean, the beginning, the first race is always the best. The A one is just un, unbelievable. Then you got Daytona, which uh, I'd take that one and one. I don't, they're a pretty good tie, but the last five either. A lot of the big guys are hurt, or more guys have shown enough progression that the whole field's racing. Yeah, and it's it's probably my favorite part of the season is right now. Most of the, most of the the watchers, the fans, everybody else kind of lays off this time. You know, they're just tired of it. I, I get more excited this time of the year than, than it, anything. It's just cool to see guys kind of, and that's where I feel bad for the future MX guys is like they're they're injured coming off of injuries. The future MX squad was up there watching the race this weekend because they all wanted to go to Nashville. Yeah. But they didn't get the chance to put it in the show because yeah. their guys are injured or you know they've kind of gone different directions, but these small teams, this is their chance to kind of get that publicity that dude, it's an and it was a daytime race. I am guessing that means it was on NBC. Um yeah. I always watch it on Peacock so That's I don't what, yeah. I don't really pay attention, but some of the explanations they were doing is like, "Oh, this race was on NBC." Well, we had Ralph Shaheen in the no wasn't it in race Steve day live oh in race day live yeah and so it was it was definitely nbc because okay. yeah i haven't heard that voice in a little while yeah. and it it was kind of cool i ralph shaheen's probably one of the best announcers there is when it comes to supercross minus ricky and bubba they can analyze anything but ralph shaheen is just you you know that voice if you know supercross you know that yeah. voice and you, it feels right and he is and he is a he is a motorsports guy. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, for those that don't know, he runs Speed Sport News, one of the oldest racing newspapers in the country. Yeah. Um, and, and guys like Ralph Shaheen and uh, Lee Diffie, like, we love Bubba and Ricky and Daniel Blair, but they're not covering the Olympics. No. And, and These guys can go cover the Olympics. Diffie says some stuff that's just like, what are you talking about? Yeah, but his... his but... They're so good. Yeah, but he's... His voice. I mean, he's got yeah. an announcer voice. Yeah. But you get, Ralph Shaheen doesn't say stuff like that. Ralph Shaheen is right on top of it. It's he's always been there. But let's get into the the uh, four fifty LCQ. Um, I didn't really see. I mean, there there besides, really wasn't much. No, besides Anderson lining up in the LCQ, yeah. uh, and he, then looking nervous as could be the first three straightaways. He almost got. He almost got drilled. Yeah. What second turn? Yeah. First or second turn? I'm like, oh god, here we go. And I, I thought I thought he was going to go down right there, and then it was going to be a a full on race until the end. But he, he did it. He he got away scotch free. Usually, if 
Anderson's put under that kind of pressure, he doesn't ride so well. Yeah. Uh, he, if he gets hurt, he doesn't ride well anyway, I don't think. I mean, he's a good rider, but I think he gets to the point where mentally he's just not there. Yeah. It's something, you know, that's not clicking anymore. But he did it. He pulled it off. and He kind of got in his zone and just, I mean, he's the best rider. He Once he kind of got pushed out there and you could see, like, whoa, what's going on here? He just kind of took his time and got yeah. around everybody and then just left everybody and said, okay, you guys who usually are in this, you guys battle. I'm, I'm just going to Yeah, he, he go. got out there and did his thing. Yeah. So he did what he needed to do. He yeah. got in. And there were no surprises. Marquier, Cartwright, I can't remember the last guy that got in. But, you know, you just the, – the guys who have been in the mains were still in the mains. Yeah. I, the only thing was is uh, Frederick Norton. Boy, he got close at the end, mm-hmm. but because he, he was, he was way back. Yeah, he was way back. He made it up there, but obviously it didn't work out. No. But um, yeah, we'll get into the two fifty main. I, I really don't have anything. It was, it was exciting to see Hunter take the championship, but Jet was there and. I really have nothing on the race itself. Well, I got a question for you. I got I have a very minor things on the race, but poor Hunter. Hunter is a good rider. He's caught his own route. He's the reason the family even got over here. Mm-hmm. Every time they mention Hunter, Jets involved. Jets gonna try to win his championship next weekend. Jet blah blah blah. And it's like, dude, when when Jets racing, they don't ever mention Hunter. No, and look. Look how excited Jet is for Hunter. Like, it's not about Jet. And Jet doesn't make it about Jet, ever. <laughs> but they make it about... I don't... He's a rising star. He's not even a rising star. He is a, he is a star at this point. They, they've they they've blown it out of the water. I, I'm an avid Jet fan. I love Jet Lawrence. I, uh, we've talked about this a hundred times. But that was Hunter's time to shine. Yeah. Like, it's his first ever championship... And it's well-deserved. The kid put in an awesome ride this year. After looking at stats, what he's, what he did to what he's become, dude, he's done, he's done it. Yeah, he has made a championship out of himself, or a champion out of himself, and it's well-deserved. Like I said, it's nothing was handed, nothing's handed to any of these guys, but it's not like all the good riders wrecked out. or He won yeah. that thing fair and square. He battled his way through everything. He's overcome wrecks and made it back up to the top and he deserved every bit of it but I do agree with the it should have been it should have been Hunter's day not Jet's day even the whole time that Hunter's racing they're showing Jet and his reaction which it was an awesome reaction because he was genuinely happy for his brother there was no it wasn't fake you could tell it was it was they were they're very family oriented and it, I, I was I was happy to see it all. Well, let's Bentray speculate for a moment. Mm-hmm. If Shimoda's healthy, does the series look different? Because Shimoda, he, he's been he was riding hard. Yeah, but I I don't see I didn't I didn't see him beating Hunter. I do think he would be, he would be second in points. Like I think the championship probably would have been a little bit closer. And but I don't I don't think. Hunter had in his mind he he was he was going to be a champion this year and he did what he needed to do. I I think it would have been a lot funner to watch. We'll put it that way, but I still don't I don't think it would have changed the outcome. Second speculation. The 
Supercross, motocross, right now, forget that there's these wonderful 450 guys. We have this thing called Jet and Deegan. Jet's gone. He, he Next week, well, two weeks from now, he's, mm-hmm. he's done with 250s. Are we going to get a Jet-Deegan battle when they're both in their prime in the 450s to satisfy this insatiable desire that the media seems to have for these two? I don't know. I have no idea. Do we even think Deegan's going to make it to 450s? The, I think next year, Deegan's already, you know, he showed massive progression. I I don't know what's in the Deegan future. It It's hard to tell. I Obviously, I don't see him going anywhere. I mean, this is what he wants to do. This is what he wants. But I, I don't know. I truthfully, I can't answer. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think... Because amazingly, they're, they're the only two that exist. Yeah, which is mind-blowing. Yeah. But I do think Jet's going to probably go out there and be a, a good contender for 450. But next year, I think there's... There's got to be somebody that's to challenge the Deegan thing, you know, next year. So, I, they got to switch their attention somewhere. So, it can't just be... It's going to be all about Deegan, I'm sure. Maybe things could totally change come next season. But, I think... If you're Honda, do you put, do you put uh, Hunter versus Deegan? I, I probably would think about it. I mean... Do you just want the championship, or do you want racing? Or I, I don't know, because I think if you put Hunter over in the East or the West, he's probably just going to run away with it. Because Deegan did the East this year. Does he? Does he do the West next year to gain that experience? Because that's what you want to do as a two fifty yeah. rider. You want to do one series, do both and the other series, and then you move on. See, as a as a team, HRC, the smart decision would be to put Hunter where there's not as much competition and just get an, get another title. So Hunter gets East this year. Right? West. Yeah. East. 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 So it, I, I would imagine he's going to want to do the same thing as Jet and go get his West and then probably move up. Yeah. Um, having, having that many... 450 riders is gonna. I don't know. It's it's hard to tell what's gonna happen in the future because yeah. you got all these guys coming up. That's what and, makes bench racing so good. You yeah, crack a beer and you make as many stories as you want. Yeah, you just think about. It. I mean, yeah. uh, there's a lot to think about, and you can't come. You can't conclude anything. And every single guy, you know, we're gonna have somebody else on here that's gonna have a different opinion than I'm gonna have, and your your opinion is gonna be a little bit different than mine. And seeing what I'm seeing this year, the smart the smart decision is gonna be. I don't want to say the smart decision. Hunter's probably going to go west to go for the West Championship. Deegan, you think a star would put Deegan in west because he needs that experience. you gotta, you got to bounce back and forth. Um, you got R.J. Hampshire that's going to come up. He's going to be a top contender no matter what if he stays on the same route that he's on. we got a couple you know, a couple of these other guys that are... He, and you have to assume he's going to go back to east next year. Yeah, we got Ansi who... You don't know what he's going to do. He's loving it, so I don't see him going anywhere. But he could. Tom Vial is out there putting in laps. Yeah. I mean, 
it's hard to tell. I, I guess we'll just see what happens because I don't know. So I, I don't know. My only two points I had, I had, first of all, in the main, Jordan Smith comes out, and I'm like, holy cow. We got a southern boy in a southern race. Here we go. And then he did Jordan Smith things and just exited the track. Yeah. And it's like, but great, great comeback. He he got a podium. Yeah. And, but that gummit, like, I want to know, does Hunter catch you? Does Hunter need to catch you? Does Hunter let you have the victory if you can put in the laps? And you can't put in the laps. I will say, if you look at Hunter... Versus Tomac right now. Tomac rides conservative. When he's in a championship hunt, he rides conservative when he needs to ride conservative. Hunter, he rides conservative, but he's, you can tell he's still pushing. Yeah. Like, he still wants the win. And I don't know if that's just the experience or if he that's just how Hunter rides. But I, I have I have noticed that that you think Hunter would back off, and he doesn't. Yeah. He, he only needed a 20th. I mean... I figured he'd just go out there and ride some safe laps. And I, I told Michelle he got a double bonus. Yeah, I mean, really, yeah, he made out well that race. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I've noticed that big time with him. There's, there's no laying off for Hunter, and, and, and Jet's the same way. I yeah. mean, those those brothers are the same way. There's no whether they clinch their titles or not, they're still going for it. They're out there to win. So, I want to also. I was welcome back to Shimoda. Great ride, uh, and then. The last thing I had, dude, what about the privateer that bailed off? Like, we're watching the main, and all of a sudden, we're watching Hunter, and all of a sudden, this dude just whoop, yep. takes Mike off. Clips. And because yeah. Michelle's like, "Are we not going to go back and cover that?" I'm like, "Well, James said something." Yeah, he's and like, then, "Oh, there he goes." And yeah. then some, they came back and showed it, but holy cow! Like, had he gone to the right. Then all of a sudden we got a little excitement. Yeah. Still championship potentially. But... There was a lot of nasty wrecks. Yeah. I mean, like I said, tight, technical, that's what you're going to have. But there was a ton of pile-ups. I mean, even if it's just one bike pile-up, yeah. they weren't graceful wrecks at all. No. They were all nasty. But it's just like there's always – that's like if you go to watch live, it's kind of what I've – the only thing – I have not been, but I've been told if you go to Cirque du Soleil, you can't see everything that's happening because something's happening – what you're watching and then over on the left something else is happening on the right and on top mm-hmm. well if you go watch a supercross you're you're not bound by what they're showing you on tv so you're looking over here in this corner and looking and you hear the crowd and you look over and you see something so yesterday we just happened to see one of those moments poor privateer is just trying to make it through this section <laughs> and out, I'm, i don't want to get in anybody's way and all of a sudden exit stage left Gone. And yeah. whoop, and we just happen to catch it, catch it on TV. Yeah, and uh, like you said, if you if you've never been to a Supercross race, it's hard to focus on anything yeah. because you you want to watch the you want to watch the leaders, but then most of the wrecks are in the back, and you know you're trying to watch that. Everybody's going whoo, you know, yeah. and then you you focus on that, and then something else happens, and by that time it's hard to even tell where the leaders are at because. You can't really see those number plates when you're actually at the race. Yeah. So, I I like watching them on TV. I like being there too. So it's a it's a win lose situation, no matter what which way you're doing it. But yeah, I felt bad for a lot of those guys. They were just yeah. totally eaten up. Before we jump into the 450 main, I must take a break. We are at the Schaefer Pool Studio, which is where the laundry is vented to. And I will tell you, I don't know what. 
laundry detergent you use, but it is a wonderful scent coming out of the dryer vent. <laughs> it smells so good in the studio right now. It, it is it is wonderful. So I'd like to thank Brianna for for doing laundry, for doing laundry while we're doing the podcast because boy, it is it is a beautiful scent. I don't know what laundry detergent they use. If we find out, we'll we'll throw up a, a, a attaboy to you. But we're going to jump into the 450s because Lord knows we've already been at this for like 55 minutes and we haven't even gotten to 450 yeah. main yet. So 450 main, Tomac gets the whole shot go. How about Justin Hill carrying yeah. out, riding the front of the race for the end, most of the race. Mm-hmm. And we like we talked about him earlier. It was awesome to see. Yeah. And he looked like he belonged there. It wasn't like he was pushing. He he just got a good start, and he, he was where he needed to be. Um, right, We get right in around the 10-minute mark, and Sexton comes out of nowhere. Yeah, he was I mean, four or five seconds back. Yeah, and he just puts on a serious yeah. push, and it, it was like instant. You know, he, I don't know if he just had a switch in gears in his head because, like I said, he, he went from like five seconds down to half a second or yeah. something like that. And then... But you know, Tomac was letting Sexton go by. There was, he could have pushed the issue. I think Tomac would have took it because Tomac was doing Tomac things yeah. all day. But that's where the the experience came in, and you've seen it that he just backed off and he rode his race. He was in his own spot, you know, from ten minutes on, and very very conservative, very very smart. They caught it on. They caught it on the race. He had an incident in the whoops. Where he missed one and then kind of doubled out and from Tomac? that yeah from yeah. that point forward he just kind of I'm gonna cruise yeah I'm gonna and cruise. He, he just he he got in that uncomfortable yep. mindset and then he pulled a Tomac you know yeah. he, when he's not comfortable he he doesn't push the limits and wouldn't it be nice to be that good that when you're uncomfortable you finish second yeah I mean it would be, be it would be awesome to be uncomfortable and just be like hey you know what. I've got a 20 second lead on third. Yeah. I'm just going to cruise it. Or my neck hurts. I got a fourth today. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even can't even move my head, but I'll take a fifth. Yeah. It Top be, 5 in the world. It must be amazing to be that good yeah. that you just cruise. But yeah, congrats and, and I'm going to give this. We we've been hard on Sexton for the amazing front end debacle he's had. Mm-hmm. He got a lead, he pulled a lead, he maintained a lead on a track that was nasty. And he rode and won. And he's he's figuring it out. And I I watched the ride all day long, last weekend, this weekend. And like I said earlier, I don't see him leaning out over the bike like he did. The beginning of the season he was it's like he's staring at his front fender all the time. And I didn't I'm not seeing that anymore. Yeah. And I'm not a professional supercross racer by any means, but I I truthfully think that his weight was it's been pushed forward too far too long yeah and he's i think he's finally figured out his tall body position and how to maintain it and obviously it's working so whatever he's doing is working but i you i notice those subtle those subtle movements that he's he's made on the bike and he's not he's still flowy but he's not he's not leaned up anymore and he's finally doing what he needs to do the note i have on tomac is basically he's in full management mode there was three rounds left there's now two rounds left He's got a big lead. I I think he sees the demise of the competition. I don't think he fears Kenny. Um, I think he's like, dude, there's no way I'm finishing less than fourth if I just ride yeah. 
management mode, he cannot catch me on points no matter how hard. If as long as I finish in the top five, the next two races, I've I, got another chance. I think if he if he wins, wins and or top five the next race, it's pretty much wrapped up at that point. Okay. And depending on where Sexton finishes, but he's what? What's Sexton down now? Twenty one? No, it's eight. He moved up. 18, he moved up. Eighteen, I think, because he won. But still, that's. So if Tomac wins next next week and Sexton even gets a second, we're still going to be that'll put Sexton or Tomac another two up. Three. Twenty one. Three. Yeah. Yeah. So Tomac would have to totally drop out of the last race for Sexton to even have yeah. a possible chance. So depending on next weekend, I think he can just wrap it up. You yeah. know. Not officially, but I yeah. think it'll be wrapped up. And and there was, and I also, I'm I'm not even going to touch on the biggest news of the race, but Kenny is really. My note says Kenny is smoothly increasing his salary. Yeah, he's making a big name for progressives. Yeah, the HP Suzuki team is whatever they did to get him there. I know that Kenny says that it just the bike felt right, and no, they did something. You know, he he rode every single bike that is out there. He even rode a bike they just finally started delivering yesterday. Stark, yeah. And I I want to ride one of those things so bad. You got to find somebody that has one. I right, tell me about it because I sh- I am not going to buy one unless well that's going to be the thing. I'm going to go buy. I'm going to ride one and be like that's it. I'm buying one. You think you never have to clutch ever again? I don't anymore. have to clutch, and I don't know how I feel about that because I, I burn clutches. But you don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, well, that's the problem. I, I don't know that you just I gotta can charge it. I don't know that I can comfortably ride without yanking. I can't even ride a 110 without a clutch. Like those three-speed 110s with, like the CRF. It's just it's not right. I can't get the power that I need. I know that the electric bikes are all power all the time. You yeah, know, it's pretty you much pull, you it is power. Throttle, yeah, yeah. So I, I guess maybe you get used to it, but speaking I, I do po- want to ride one. Speaking of power, I popped a wheelie this weekend, and my <laughs> wife caught it, and she's like, holy shit. <laughs> but it was not on purpose. It was Out of accident. your comfort zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, so I, t- I had Kenny, Tomac, great rides by Colt Nichols, great yeah. ride by Chisholm, Great ride by the Hill. Uh, Justin, you wanted to touch on Josh. Yeah, I mean, well, both the Hill brothers finished top ten. Yeah. Awesome to see. Barsha breaks his collarbone, which was a nasty hit. That dragon's back. When Barsha can't hold on to a bike, you know the track's nasty. Because yeah. that guy can throw a bike in any which direction and bring it back. Even if he lands off the track totally sideways, he usually saves it. Do we say thank God he already signed his contract extension? I don't think they're. I think with the ride that he's been putting in, I don't think there was much to worry about. Now they're screwed for outdoors. Yeah. But do you think they find somebody? A fill in. Yeah. I think it'd be smart because the team's not. The team is two fifty riders. Yeah. I think. I don't know what their contract is. I don't even know if they're. If they if have they one, can yeah. do that yeah. because I think Barsha's pretty much taken over the team. You know as far as riders go but if if they allow it I think it'd be smart to bring in some kind of fill-in rider I don't know who it would be though cause... I mean I guess what AJE they have some they do gas gas I think and there's some others yeah. but within that and, and everybody's like oh just fill in 
But a lot of these privateer guys, they have contracts. Like, they actually have yeah. contracts. It's not just that easy just to go hop on a yeah, bike. Yeah, just because they're a privateer doesn't... Yeah. I mean, they still have title sponsors, yeah. every single one of them. You know, they're, they're still bound by sponsorships. They're still... I mean, in all honesty, <laughs> I, I think, like, Kevin Morant's great ride again. Like, yeah. What about someone like him? He he's on that he's on the KTM family. What about someone like him? Like, dude, give him some plane tickets, let him go Because the the team's gonna be there regardless. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like a privateer team where like future MX where their riders are hurt, they're done. Yeah. You know the Troy Lee Designs gas cast is gonna be there. They're gonna have two fifty riders there, but their four fifty is just gonna be sitting there. Or maybe do they just add a third two fifty guy? It's hard to tell. Maybe I mean maybe they'll pull one of these privateers in and sign them. Yeah. It, it could just be an outdoors contract, but those guys would be thrilled to have that. But is Barsha is he is he done for full? Or, I, I know he's going to miss the next two, but I don't know I don't know his past injuries with with collarbones. But a lot of those guys, if they can get it plated, they can get back. He could be back by two or three yeah, rounds. Six in. week, boy. yeah. And I, I, he'll come back. It's Barsha. You know I'm. Experience-wise, I've broken one twice and the other one three times. I'm plated, I'm screwed on my left side. And it it holds it together a lot better. It hurts for a lot longer, in my yeah. opinion. It just aches longer because running screws into your bones is... But it, it's worse if you get the screws out. Like, so then, like, I have ten screws. And at one point in time, I was going to pull them, get them all pulled just because you can feel the heads on all of them. And they're right against the skin. But when you pull them, then all those holes have to close. And they tell you that during that time, if you even bump it, you'll crack it the whole way across. So I think it's a it's better to get it plated, screwed. It depends on how bad he broke yeah. it. But um, I'll have to ask my daughter I think I'll be back. And, I'll have to ask my daughter about the screws. She has her in a tip. She can feel one and... Because she has a titanium plate or rod in her tib, and um, she you, she can feel her screws, but like she's gotten to the point she's just used to them. That's how, yeah. And so she's like, I'm not taking them out. When we're down here in the heat, it's half, half the reason we moved down here is my bones, and and we hate the cold. But up when like your body would constrict because of the cold weather, I had a lot of issues with muscles getting stuck on my plate. And my veins would get stuck on my plate, you know. And if, if when your skin tightens up when you're cold, I always had issues with things getting stuck. I haven't, knock on wood, since we've come here, I haven't had any major issues, aches, pains, yeah. which is normal with with what my body's endured. But I say Barsh is back in six weeks. It, well, I I think that I think they might find a filling rider for the first. Couple just couple, to give yeah. somebody an opportunity, fill yeah. it in. Yeah, I don't know the the Troy Lee the, the the Gas Gas team is they're kind of strange about that stuff. You, you don't see that with them. Yeah. So I'm anxious to see what happens. I, th- I guess a lot of it depends on. I'm, I don't know if Troy cares because that's the main sponsor. But does Red Bull have a in their contract? Does, yeah, and, and Red Bull's very rider. They yeah. stick with their riders. Yeah. You know, even like Roxon, for example. Yeah. Red Bull sticks with the rocks, and no matter what, even if they're not part of the Suzuki team, or Ooh, that, that's a that's a that's a great tie-in. You got Red Bull, you got Monster, you got Rockstar. Auto racing has kind of embraced this Black Rifle Coffee Company. Yeah, do we see that coming into motocross? They were there, 
Black Rifle was with in AJ, motocross. Was, it, was that with AJ? Um, who rode for them? It's been a few years back now because Travis Pastrana is a bit yeah. is the Black Rifle Coffee. Yeah, but they had a Black Rifle Coffee team, and I can't even remember who rode it. That was probably four years ago now. Okay, but they had a team at one point, and it I don't it just didn't take off because because those guys drink coffee. Well, I'm trying to think what race we were at. Because they, they always have... Their coffee is awesome looking. Like, yeah. I love their bags. I, I love what they do. You know, if you don't know Black Rifle Coffee, look them up. Because they, they donate to... You know, they're they're all for vets. And yeah. they're an awesome company. I love what they do. I don't know why they didn't take off. Because, to me, motocross is a very graphic design-oriented sport. And it's a very early morning sport. Yeah. I mean, that's and that's a big part of it, too. I was up at 4.30 Sunday, so... Yeah, we know it. Well, I mean, we know how it feels, but and you know we're up late. The practice days were up till eleven o'clock. Yeah. But it's to me, it's a very flashy brand. Yeah. I, I've never drank their coffee. I'm not a huge coffee drinker because it makes me sick. But I, they're a very flashy brand, and I don't know why they didn't excel or if they just. It's hard to tell, but I think they should try to come back. Or I was just curious. It was one of those like we were talking about it, and it kind of. Reminded me of like, dang, they kind of jumped into other stuff, and um, they, sh- they should jump into be on the Curve MX podcast. Hey, my wife loves coffee, and I will learn to drink it. I will get sick every day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know Diet Coke is too big because that's my go-to. I don't drink coffee, but I'd be more than happy if, if we get a tea sponsor. I would love a British tea sponsor. I would drink some brewed tea. I, I would... I'm an avid tea drinker. Oh, well, there we go. Like, we need to... I'm, I'm built on tea and kidney stones. We need to get some British tea, <laughs> Earl Grey, and we can just go at it. Um, that's, that's yes, we will sip some tea. <laughs> I, will, I will throw on my best British accent. I would love... I actually love brewed tea. Um, I could substitute that for my Diet Coke. But I just, I've never been into hot drinks. I'm not even a hot cocoa guy or anything like that. It's just one of those things I like, like... I like to chug a cold drink in yeah, the morning, yeah, you know, just starts the day right. But it was awesome racing this weekend. Uh, I can't wait to see what we have in store for next weekend. Got two left, Denver and Salt and Lake it's, City. it's going to be exciting, but let's jump into FTR. FTR this weekend, last race, uh, round 10, hair scrambles, um, the old school dirt riders... They host their race at a place called The Farm. It's a it's a watermelon farm slash cattle ranch. And I will tell you, when my GoPro comes up, we are less than two miles into the course, and there are cattle right there. All over the place. Right there. Now, they, they got them moved. Yeah. But we came through the cattle on the first lap. I even yell out a moo to one of them. <laughs> All of them are on the right side. There was one on the left, and I'm like... Dude, please don't decide to go right now. They're there on, in Bartow, too. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. Because yep. I, I remember, I vaguely remember when I raced that race, I wasn't much paying attention because it's probably the first woods race I've ever been in. But I do remember at one point there was cows right there. Well, the best part was there was one, I don't know if it got disturbed or whatever, but it was trying to go through a cattle gate. We were going through the cattle gate at full speed, not a not 180 degree. We were going through the cattle gate at an angle. Mm-hmm. And this poor cow was trying to get through about the same time we were all coming through. And I was like, do I break? He's going to be gone by the time I get there. getting beef tonight. He's going to be gone by the time I get there. And he was gone. But you can see this poor cow, like, he didn't know what to do. And I'm like, just go straight. Just please go straight. Because I'm I'm telling you right now, they're going to win. Oh, yeah. I'm going ass over elbows. But uh, great, unbelievable 
well, the Saturday race, which is your kids, uh, quads, your old vintage bike, beginners, that kind of stuff is on Saturday. Beautiful Saturday. Mm-hmm. Sunday, we wake up to another storm in Florida. We are having these weird-ass storms in and Florida. They're, they're wild. Yeah. These, these, well, we've been under tornado watches and warnings for a week straight. Well, the funniest thing was is Michelle and I take off. We leave at 5.30, and it's storming. And I'm like, darling, I don't remember it like storming this time of day normally. Mm-hmm. And we take off, and we're driving. And I'm looking as we're going down Highway 64 on the way to Zolfo Springs. I'm looking to the left, and I'm like, man, there are, like, lightning in the clouds. Those clouds look weird. Well, there was a confirmed tornado. Mm -hmm. They had hail at the track. People lost awnings. There was lightning. There was tornado warnings. There was high winds. The winds were high all day, which is the weirdest thing experienced. Side note, I have never been pushed by the wind doing 38 miles per hour, and literally you would stand up, and the wind would start moving you and i'm like wow these winds are really strong i will tell you uh, on that note when i was younger we had this practice track that we go to and they had like this massive step up finish line jump what you call it it's practice track there's no finish line but that's what they would use it as and i pulled a massive whip and we had winds like that that day and they pushed me forward and i couldn't bring it back because the wind was pushing so hard and i bailed midair i mean we're we're 50 feet in the air on this jump. It's huge. And I, I remember that as a kid because I just tuck and roll. And I was cut from from ankles to face with a helmet on. And that was probably one of the gnarliest crashes I've ever been in. But that the wind is it's uncontrollable. It's unpredictable, uncontrollable. And it's, it's hard to ride in those conditions. It was kind of cool because, like, you'd be heading one direction. So, like, you were following somebody. And you'd be like, okay, I'm going to go to the left. Because the wind was blowing everything to the right. So you're like, I'll follow follow this way. Then you go around a corner and the wind would have shifted or you had shifted. Yeah. And so you're like, okay, I got to go to the right and the wind's going this way. And but, but honestly, what they do with this property, they they postpone the races by they postpone practice by 30 minutes. So the whole day was backed up by 30 minutes. Only 30 minutes. They had to re-arrow all 10 miles re-silt fence the areas that needed to be silt fence re-ribbon stuff the track was amazing by the end of the race the fields were dusty mm-hmm. the mud everything was accessible i mean the track the track was the creek crossings we crossed the creek twice i've got a funny story about that um i went there with the purpose of i'm really trying to work on my balance heading into corners flowing through corners more didn't care about my finish. Of course, you're a competitor, so you always care about your finish. But that's all I cared about. So I was just trying to get seat time before the Richland Enduro coming up, and I haven't raced since, since March. And I was like, hey, I guess gotta get, I got to get a race under yeah. my belt. So go down there. The track held up beautifully. This the OSDR group in the FTR. Everybody critiques everybody. I will tell you, they did an outstanding job. And for the strip of property they have, you can go on my Facebook page, and I have the satellite view. I've seen it, yeah. They put 10 miles in that. Mm -hmm. And it just takes some, as I told my sister. a lot of looping and turning. It takes some ingenuity and some desire to put in the work. We We had fields. We had palmettos. We had clay. There were random rocks in this pasture. Mm -hmm. There was two creek crossings. There was slippery mud. 
there was sand, there were woods, all in this little strip. So, like, the diversification of a piece of property, they did an amazing job, and they put on one hell of a race. I'm having a great race. I had actually, I'm, I'm battling some arm issues. Yes, some people say arm pump. It's not arm pump. It's not arm pump. I'm having hand issues and different things. Had that for a while. I've been battling it, and sometimes it'll go away, and this weekend it reared its ugly head. And I fought through it. I had actually got to the end of the first lap, and I'm like, I'm satisfied. I had a good, I really worked on what I want to work on. I'm going to bail. And I got to the finish line, and I was like, okay, let's go. So I started the second lap. And I finished the second lap, and my wife was standing at the finish line with our dog, and she's like, Colin, you're doing great. And I was like, well, I can't quit now. Yep. I'll go for the third lap. Third lap, cross the creek the first time, get into the muddy sections. I was having a blast because I was sliding through corners. Feel, I was actually feeling good. Had clawed my way up. I had gone 14th, 13th. I had clawed my way up to 10th. When we come to the last creek crossing, there was a dude in front of me who was just getting up on the ridge after he crossed the creek. And I'm like, I see a line. The mud is solid. So all I have to do is just get mm-hmm. across this creek. So I was thinking about already being across the creek, and I missed the main line by three inches. That's all it takes. Main line, maybe hub-level water, three inches to the right, four feet of water. <laughs> Me, the bike, boots. Me. There's nothing more panicky than your bike submerging in water. In water. And I've never had a bike with so many electronics. Mm-hmm. I have a 2021 YZF2 FX 250. I had a 250 two-stroke that you kick-started. So now I'm thinking, water's down the pipe, water's on my electronics. I am rushing. I, I go in the water. By the way, the water felt amazing. It was cool. <laughs> it was flowing. It was it was wonderful. So I got a funny story on that too, but we'll finish this. So I get the bike up real quick, and it's in second gear. And I'm trying to crank it, and it won't crank. And I'm like, oh, God, I've killed the bike. But I can't sit on the bike because I can put my right foot, my left foot over here. But there's a massive drop-off over here, so I can't balance to shift gears. So I'm now putting the bike in neutral with my hand. As soon as I put it in neutral, it cranks up. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, okay. But I can't shift gears, so I reach over. I, I walk around the bike, get on the bike, shift it into first with my right hand while I'm holding the clutch with my left hand and just take off. And I'm like, okay, I've got about three and a half miles to the finish. If the bike's running, it'll dry out. It'll be fine. Honestly, the bike ran fine. They're so watertight. that I, I'm hoping. I, the bike ran fine. We got home. I cranked it up, everything. So I finish. I end up finishing 12th. I'm fine. I'm cool with that. Great race. I had a good time. Actually, that was the only incident I had. I had a great race. Um... We finish. This dude comes over, and they were all making fun of me because I don't run practice because I do enduros mostly. Excuse me. <coughs> I do enduros, so we don't have practice. So I'm, mm-hmm. I've started doing hair scrambles. There's no practice. I want to go blind and see and learn. Well, they were all making fun of me before the race because a lot of them went out for practice, and they're like, dude, you must not practice very much. Your bike's completely clean. And I'm like, oh, I don't do practice, blah, blah, blah. I come in, and the guy's like, man, your bike's not that bad. And I said, well, I decided to cool off in the creek, <laughs> joking. Uh-huh. And he goes, oh, man, I had that same idea. I was thinking, I'm just going to set my bike against a tree, and I'm going to 
go get in the water. I am so tired. I'm like, no, no, no. I didn't do it on purpose. He's like, oh, you fell. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I fell in the creek. And he's like, oh, I was thinking about just stopping and cooling off. <laughs> this guy literally wanted to stop his race to, like, cool off in the creek. But uh, oh, congratulations to the OSDR. Congratulations to FTR. Thank you to the farm. Your piece of property, it's amazing what they can do with that piece of property. Um, and honestly, it was amazing that the, our single track – we had run certain sections, but so much of it was brand new. They do a great job of just adding trail. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, so, yep, I'm done now until I think May 21st is the Richland Enduro. And then June 11th is the last national Enduro of the season. And uh, then it becomes tear down, clean up, get ready for um, the national Enduro. Because that's all I'm doing next year is the national Enduro series. So uh, I think there'll be some races just to get seat time because I'm – I'm a terrible practicer. I, I don't. I don't like going. I'd, I'd rather go race. So I'm going to try to hit some races just to get seat time. But uh, have been putting in time at the at the at the house, mm-hmm. the uh, the Heath compound, and uh, been doing a couple hours there. But yeah, FTR wrapped up the uh, hair scramble series, and then next, the last. Well, there's two enduros left. There's the Richloam, and then there's the National in South in Georgia which is also part of the FTR Enduro Series. So there's two races left, and then they'll go celebrate at the banquet, And uh, which is if you ever get a chance and you're part of FTR, go to the banquet. It's a great weekend. They have it at nice hotels. They have a good meal. They do all the awards. It's a chance for your little kid to get up and get trophies and plaques and stickers. And um, But, yeah, so FTR weekend, great weekend. I, I don't really know much other amateur racing. There was some stuff going on, but nothing – I think the Boss Series race this weekend up at Etchnikoni in Georgia. Yeah, there was there was quite a quite a few races. I know a few of the guys went from FTR to maybe the Spring Series. I don't know. We had a birthday party, so yeah, I didn't get much much time to pay attention to anything this weekend besides buying but, buying bikes and. Well, we got two episodes left. For those that don't know, Derek and I, we wanted to start this. We wanted to get ten episodes in to prove that we could do this on a weekly basis. Once we get through, which is funny because there's two two more super two super crosses well. left, which will put us at episode 10. That wasn't even the plan, no. but that's how that's how it landed. We're going to cover the motocross series, um, but we're going to start covering these these amateur races. Yeah, I think the so we get pretty into supercross right now. I think the the pro the pro motocross series is just going to be like a, a brief touch of yeah. kind of what we're doing with amateurs right now. Yeah. But um, our our main focus is the amateurs, uh, especially here in Florida, because they don't get the recognition they need. Um, we're not quite there yet, but we plan to be and give these guys some recognition and help out with um, what they don't get. And hopefully, within the next episode or two, we can get a couple. A couple uh, interviewees on here. Yeah. Um, yep. There's a we got a couple lined up. So I've got a couple small business people lined up that don't have anything to do with motocross. Uh, uh, on the business side of our podcast, and then you've got some amateur stuff and people that are either parents or have businesses that support. And yeah. those are all going to be on this platform, um, podcast wise. So I'm looking forward to as we move forward. I'm just excited. Like it's kind of fun. We've done this eight weeks in a row. Whether it's rainstorm, kids in hospitals, haven't had our toy hauler yeah. studio, and 
a month. But I actually kind of like this. I may, it may be a little tough in the dead of summer, but yeah. But this is not bad. And, and Derek and I are learning our cadences, and, and we're even potentially going to start doing this earlier on a Monday so that my wife can get the editing done and get it out earlier. So we're working as we go, but it's been fun. And as my personal race season kind of slows down and I've sunset one of my businesses so that I can focus more on other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we look forward to it. We're not going anywhere and, and we will love feedback. Like if you want, if you want to be a, an ass about it, that's fine too. We don't really care. We're not going to stop. Positives and negatives <laughs> are the best way to, Yeah, we're not going to stop, but if you have something anything. positive, we'd love to hear that. If you have something negative, why am I holding my microphone? Because I don't like the way I sound when it's sitting on the table. So <laughs> that's why I hold it. But you know, we're going to adjust as we go. And, uh, I don't know. It's just one of those things like it's fun. It's fun to talk about this and I can't wait to go sit. We'll just say Dade city. I can't wait to go sit at Dade city and take notes on people. I have no idea who they are and write a story about that or, or tell a story about that. And, yeah. and, and talk to some of the parents and see if we can get them on video or audio so that we can put them in the podcast. Um, actually, one of the ladies that I do mortgage business with, her son races, mm-hmm. and they're doing the, uh, uh-oh, what's the series? I4MX series this year. They've done Date City. They're doing I4MX. Her son trains with Cole Bradford. That's awesome. And I was like, I want to go watch him train one day. And she's yeah. like, yeah, you can do it. So I might go to the... What are they? The farm? No. What are they? They they're at the farm. Qu- the farm, uh, quite a bit. The farm and the farm are two different places. Yeah. The farm is an actual farm that yeah. I raced at. The farm is a motocross facility in Date City. Correct. So two different farms. But we're in Florida, and farms are farms. So there's always farms. Yeah. So, but no, we start. We we hope to cover that stuff, and and that's where where we're gonna have the freedom to do that. But uh, anything else for the good? That should be it. Um, lots to come in store pretty soon. And hopefully in the next upcoming weeks, maybe even the next week, we can have somebody else on here to in, enjoy the talk. Well, here's the deal. We have four headphones and four microphones. Yeah. We can have we can have people visiting us. And guess what? Soon. We can also go visit people. Yeah. We know how to set this stuff up real quick like. So... Uh, on behalf of Derek Schaefer of DBS Fabrication and Handyman Services and Trey Heath with Michelle and Trey Real Estate and, I guess, H&W Stables tonight, I want to thank you all. And, Derek, thank you. And guess what? Denver next week. It's going to be a good one. And we'll see you then. We'll wrap it up. Bye-bye, everybody.